Are you competitive mm-hmm. though? I mean, do you see a path where this can, you know, get above, you know, call it maybe 15 million in terms of run rate in the next year or so, or is that something where you don't really focus oh. on? Oh yeah, 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 no problem at all. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster, minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Karina Ludwig. She's an accomplished senior executive advisor and board member with more than 30 years of success in business tech and advertising. Now, for the past 21 years, she's led Function Fox, a global leader in time tracking and project management. She also sits on the board for Women in Science and Tech and the Innovation and the Advanced Technology and Entrepreneurship Council. Karina, are you ready to take us to the top? Let's do it. Man, so you were one of the you were one of the SaaS OGs, 21 years, huh? Yeah, it was before dial-up around that time, broadband. People weren't even doing online banking. So, you know, to have a SaaS company at that time, it wasn't even SaaS. It was like ASP. Now, what is your story in terms of the founding team at Function Fox? Were you one of the founders or were you brought in afterwards? Uh, brought in before it even was an idea. So CEO founder is Mary Lynn, and she's still around today. There's four of us. We all started 20 years ago, and we built it for ourselves. She had a Suburbia Studios, which is an ad agency and thought, you know, we really need something to track our time, manage our projects. Uh, And there wasn't really anything in the market. And so we built it for ourselves and thought, hey, this is actually pretty cool. Put it out to a few other people. And they said, yeah, this is really great. And so we built it into a business. It was not uh, on the onset to go, hey, let's build a big business. It was build it for yourselves, which is always, I think, the best. And uh, 21 years later, we're still selling globally. So what happened? Where did it go from an internal project where you're eating your own dog food to cust- mm-hmm. to new people going, wait, what is that thing you just used? I want to use that time tracking too. And you actually spin it out on a separate cap table and launch it. Yeah. So how it worked was we were looking for ourselves. We did lots of research. We called around. We really couldn't find anything. There was clients and profits at the time. Um, you know, it was installed really expensive. And so we called about 300 agencies in the US and said, hey, what are you using? And people are like, oh, Excel, pen and paper. And we're like, there's there's a need here, um, you know, and it's working for us. And so we shared it with a few of our local agencies and they're like, this is really cool. We would use it. So we're like, okay, do you guys want to try it and beta tested it? Um, and then we thought, you know what, there's something we've got here. So we did a, a launch sort of locally and, and said, hey, anyone interested, come and see. We had a huge turnout. 
Um, and from there, we thought, okay, let's build a website and they'll come. I mean, that <laughs> we thought no demo, no trial, we'll just launch a website and they'll all come and, and buy. And no, that wasn't the case at all. <laughs> um, so yeah, we, we built a, a demo and um, slowly started to put it out to people that we knew and got them to beta test and give us feedback and built in sort of feature by feature as people needed things and requested them. And we've built, you know, onto that ever since. So officially launching, it was about a year later where we said, okay, let's actually build a team and bring it together. And it was very organic and it's been organic, you know, for 20 years. And I, there's a lot of folks listening right now that are building uh, like tools inside of the company that they're stuck at that make their life mm-hmm. easier. And they might go, I want to spin this out, but they don't know where to start. They don't know if they should give their, um, their current employer a part equity if they spin it out. They don't know if the employer actually owns part of the tech because of their employee contract. They don't know how to necessarily fund it per se. How did you work through all these things as you guys spun Function Fox out of the agency? Yeah, we didn't know ourselves, right? It was just kind of trial by fire and we like built, we didn't know about really a cap table and how to build it. We we went out to friends and family. We have more shareholders than we'd wish to admit. Um, and so we spun it out and kind of said, okay, well, if it's working for us and we built all of the tools that we need. So at the time there wasn't like the Salesforce or the HubSpot, we built all that stuff internally. So today to run our business, we use nothing but our own internal tools. So not just Function Fox, but we have our own SMS system, sales management system, CRM system. We do all of our own billing and tracking and anything wow. that we need for our system, we built. And so there's the 20 other products that we probably, or maybe even more that we actually could sell. Um, and it's just a matter of staying focused. So yes, we could do all those other things, but we said, you know what, this is the bread and butter. This is what we believe in. And this is what's, you know, making an impact in other people's lives. So that's what we've stayed true to. How much did you bring in, in that first year from friends and family and all that to really like kick this thing off? I mean, are we talking like a hundred grand or like a million? No, not even. So it was a uh, half a million, 500,000 for right. friends and family. One was a big chunk from sort of one investor that was really a, a family friend. And we haven't raised money since. So for wow. 20 years, we've really, you know, based on our own profits, we're a very profitable company. We're very different than a lot of other companies out that they're, you know, 35 million or they're in their third round or whatever it may be. We've never done that. We've just kind of said, okay, this is where our growth is going to be this year. We're profitable. We want to have this as a lifestyle business. And if we need more injection of cash, we raise revenue in a different way. So we'll put out, you know, price increase or we'll do a a feature, an add-on or do upgrades, that kind of thing. And then we'll build naturally and organically. And that's worked very well for us and very different than a lot of other players in the market. I love profits. I love capital efficient founders. I love getting creative with getting cash from customers instead of VCs. When you say very profitable, what does that mean to you? Well, I mean, you can say, okay, there's, you know, the big players out there and uh, they're playing with big money. We're in the smaller pool. We're small fish in the big, in the big scheme of things. And we're a Canadian company, which is also very different. We're playing in a U.S. market as a Canadian subscriber. So profitable for us means huge dividends for all of our shareholders every year. You know, they're like, wow, if I got these kind of dividends from all the other investments, I'd be doing really well. Um, you know, so they've, they've won their money 20 times over in some cases. Wow. So, um, you know, really, really happy for them. And for us, it's, it's a great business. Can you put brackets on that? I mean, again, we don't want to disclose information you can't disclose, but over the past 21 years, do you, I mean, have you paid out more than, I don't know, 10 million in dividends to all your investors, would you say? Oh yeah, definitely much more than that. More than a hundred? Yeah. I, you know what? It's private, right? But okay. um, We won't, I won't push if you can't share it, but that's incredible. Yeah. It's been, you know, people have done extremely well. 
One of the questions I imagine they ask you before you're about to give a dividend payment is, is there a way to use this in the company to keep growing the company? How do you decide like whether to pay up millions and millions in dividends versus use it to build more tech internally? Yeah, good question. And so we look at CAC ratios and we look at, you know, where is it going to be really profitable? And so we can say, okay, we'll spend X on marketing. Um, What are we going to get in return for that? And, you know, if we have a big idea or we want to launch something new, we'll set that money aside, obviously, to do that and then pay the rest out in dividends. But we've been paying dividends ever since we've been profitable, which was like year four or five. Wow. Okay. I love this story. Do you remember what, um, in 2000, take us back to that first year in revenue or first year in business. Do you remember how much revenue you did in 2001? How small was it? Oh yeah. It's not even, (laughs) it's not even worth mentioning. Honestly. Um, we did projections in our first year and, you know, we were really optimistic. We thought we'd do really well. And I think we hit those projections maybe in year 15. So we we were a bit out to lunch in terms of our projections. Um, but you know, looking back, it was like, in the first couple of years, it's like, can we make payroll? Can we hire people? Um, you know, are we going to keep this company afloat for another month or two, right? So it was a lot of hard work. And, um, you know, I was putting in close to 20 hours a day and, and just wow. making it work, right? And our whole team was. And so we've come a long way. Wait, how optimistic were you guys with your bright and shiny eyes? Like in 2001, what did you were like, we can hit this much revenue this year. How optimistic were you? Yeah, we were, you know, we were millions, right? We thought, oh yeah, we can do that. Like build the website and they'll come. Five million, uh, five million, no no problem. problem. No problem, right? So um, yeah, no, it's it's been an interesting journey, a really good learning experience. And, um, you know, happy that we're still around 21 years later and we've got a bright future, so. I love that. Tell me more about the team. How many folks full-time these days? So we're 18 strong right now, really a senior team. So large majority of the senior members have all been there for 21 years. Then there's a good chunk that's over 15. More than half the team is over seven. And uh, so, yeah, pretty much everyone's over five years and we just hired two new people. Wow. How many are purely engineers? Uh, Four. Four. And, um, we haven't talked about function Fox pricing, but is the pricing large enough where it makes sense to have an internal sales organization or do you not have sale quota carrying reps? Yep. So we have a sales team. We have a, a service team. Uh, marketing is one. Okay. Uh, and then the, the dev teams of our engineers and they do cross platforms. So like QA and d- development and um, SEO and that sort of stuff as well. And so we have an internal sales team and it, yeah, it does make sense in terms of pricing. We have a free product, so there's a lot of users there. And then it starts at 35. Well, we have a light product for 20 bucks a month. Uh, that's just for one user, freelancers, sort of gig economy. Mm-hmm. And then we've got uh, a classic premiere and in-house, and they start at you know $35 plus $5 for each additional user, and then uh, $50. So it's it's really priced affordably and yep. really can grow with you know users can grow with the system. You probably have a massive range, but if you look at like your sweet spot sort of average, would you say it's maybe like a three or four person team in a hundred bucks a month or what, what would you say your sweet spot is? Yeah, sweet spot's about 10 users. So we've got uh, one user companies all the way up to 500 uh, user companies. So there's you know some big name players in there, um, banks, large banks and so oh, wow. in-house marketing departments for our in-house groups. Um, a lot of the larger clients I can't mention online, but you can look on our website and there, there's some there that you can see. Um and so the internal marketing departments, they average about 10. So the yep. sweet spot is anywhere between eight to 25 with the bulk being at the 10 user, but it does fluctuate from the one user up to the 500 users. 
Got it. Yes. Yeah, so, so 10 at what 20 bucks a month, you're talking like 200 ish per month, but you have some that are way bigger and some that are one person gig economy sort of workers. Uh, anywhere from like a thousand to 4,700 sort of, you know, annual revenue from those. Who do you enjoy more? The, the, the gig worker who it's a stay at home mom, you're changing her life with, with your software or like the bank with 10,000 users. Yeah, they all have their pluses and minuses. Ah, uh, you're a politician. Uh, uh, the yeah. diplomatic answer. <laughs> The uh, the uh, the one user companies, you know, we really have a big impact on their business going from paper or something, you know, that's ad hoc. Um, the the middle ones where they really know their business and they want to improve their business, that's where we make the biggest difference, and we can actually double their profits, which they've shared with us, which is really cool. And then the larger ones, you know, they've gone from lots of different systems. We bring it all into one place. And they see huge improvements in terms of profitability and efficiency. So, you know, there's when you see the payoffs that they're getting, that's where the real impact comes from. But, you know, they're all fun helping them all in a different way. Yep. Yep. Now, you told us you got your first 100 customers. You said you cold called locally agencies and got them signed mm-hmm. up and you met, had a big impact in their lives. Um, how many customers are you serving now today? Well, uh, thousands. So we okay. won't give ex- exact number, but thousands and, you know, over 100,000 users. Uh, we're in about 120 countries with the large wow. being in the U.S. So it's, you know, it's not a, it's not small meat and potatoes. Yeah, no, this is great. Um, and, and, you know, it's always interesting to think about like small versus large. I just think about it like happiness or not, right? There's plenty of people with a $5 million company with a million in profits per year, and they're super happy and they don't want to be big. Uh, yeah. You guys seem like you're really enjoying what you're doing. Yeah, we love it. I mean, I love coming to work every day. The whole team does, right? I think it, it speaks volumes in terms of the tenure of the staff. We've even had, uh, you know, people leave the company over the years and we've had 10 or 11 employees ask for their job back. So that, you know, always rings true to me that there's we're doing something right. Yep. And um, we're not uh, pushed by big investors that are looking for, you know, this or that. We kind of say, this is what we want for our customers. And this is what we want for our staff. And it if it works for the company, it works for our team, and it works for the individuals, it's a, a yes from us. A lot of people, I don't necessarily agree with this, but a lot of people will try and hit sort of bootstrap founders and go, oh, yeah, but you can't grow really fast without raising VC. How have you guys mm-hmm. done the past 12 months in terms of growth rate percentage wise? Yeah. So, I mean, after 20 years, it's hard to grow double digit numbers, right? Um, but we've seen growth since we started. And even in the recession, even like dot com, like we launched right after the dot com bust. And even with COVID, you know, we've seen profits every single year. And I don't think there's a lot of companies that can say that. So very proud of that. Yeah. Yeah. So when you say hard to hit double digits, you're talking like you've seen pretty consistent growth the past couple of years between maybe five and 10%. Yeah, we've seen growth since we've started. I mean, I think the, the later years have been, you know, more stable growth. Yeah. And COVID obviously has had an impact, but, uh, you know, we're, we're happy with our growth every year. Churn, many people would argue churn is really hard to manage in this space. What do you guys mm-hmm. see in terms of churn these days? Yeah, so it depends if you look at the gig economy, there's lots of churn there, um, just, you know, on the one user side, because their projects are very unstable. So that raises the numbers up quite a bit. If you look at the companies that have been with us for, for more than three months, um, then the churn is very stable, right? So it's under 9%, um, but it fluctuates depending if you're looking at the really small ones versus the big companies. Under 9% annually or monthly? Annually. Annually. Yeah, that's great. I mean, look, that's great. Uh, that's mm-hmm. I would say that's world-class for this price point. That's, that's mm-hmm. great stuff. Now, do you have a playbook to sell your time tracking software and then upsell one of these other 19 products you guys have built internally? Is there real expansion revenue there or no? 
Uh, we don't sell those other ones internally. I mean, we use okay. them for ourselves and we've really stayed focused. There's opportunity for growth there for sure. If we want to, you know, branch out and take those features and, you know, uh, have another team develop those. But for us, we've just stayed really focused and small and stable. And it's it's worked for us as a trying, you know, instead of trying to be everything for everybody. And today, as you look for, you know, to grow in 2021, what would you say the top growth channel is? It must be very low touch because you only have one person on marketing. Yeah, I mean, the marketing, you know, it's subjective, right? You can you can put yourself out there on CapTerra and software advice and some of the other channels. I think the channels have changed over the years, for sure. It used to be, you know, direct mail, and we still do direct mail these days because no one else is doing it, right? Yeah. Um, when we have to be creative with our marketing dollars, you do things that other people don't do so that you touch them in ways that others don't, like, you know, outbound calls. That's something that we still do and is works very well for us. Um, if you look at some of the other players in the, the you know, industry, they're doing a lot of digital advertising. We're not. Um, so you just do it in a different way. And then our outbound sales team is amazing. You know, they're not true, they're true salespeople, but not in a salesy way. They're just really helpful and um, consultative and advisory and helping people not just use the product, but actually help them increase their profitability and efficiency within their, in their company. Yeah, you're growing, you're doing it in a, an economically efficient way for both you, your shareholders, and just happiness of you and your customers. Are you competitive? Mm-hmm. Though? I mean, do you see a path where this can, you know, get above, you know, call it maybe 15 million in terms of run rate in the next year or so? Or is that something where you don't really focus oh. on? Oh, yeah, 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 no problem at all. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, where do we want to be? So for us, money hasn't been the driver. Um, of course, you want to be a profitable business, but at the end of the day, you know, it's being having a good, happy business and having happy customers. And that's really what's led us to where we are today, you know, 21 years later. I feel like I'm searching for a needle in the haystack. I'm dying to find a company that has broken a million dollars in revenue per employee, right? So for you guys at 18, that would be 18 million run rate. Um, I assume you guys are probably higher than the average we see across other companies, which is about $150,000 in revenue per employee because you're not backed and you're very profitable. But I'm rooting for you. I hope you can get get to a million bucks in revenue per employee quick and just keep supporting all these folks. Yeah, awesome. All right, Karina, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Never split the difference. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Not at the moment. Number three, what's your favorite online tool? Ocean Fox. Besides your own. Uh, good online direct communication, Zoom in the last year, I guess. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? As many as possible. <laughs> what is it usually? Uh, ranges. Some nights it's like two or four and other nights it's 15. <laughs> Wow. Okay. That's a big range. That's maybe the biggest range I've heard. Okay, great. And what's your situation? Married, single kiddos? Married, three great Danes and a cat. Wow. Okay. So no kids. And may I ask how old you are? I think you're at your five questions, but 46. (laughs) 46. Okay. Uh, And then wrap up here. Take us back 26 years. What's something you wish you knew when you were 20? Wish I would have said yes more. Say yes. Oh, say yes more. Interesting. Elaborate a little bit. Well, I think, you know, I was, I was 20, right. I was 25 and I was like, you say no. And you're like, Oh, I don't know if I can do that. And you're uncomfortable. And you're like, I don't know if I'm in the right space. And you, you second guess yourself. I think if you say yes and be uncomfortable, you can get a lot further than I think I would have at the time. So I'd say yes more. 
Guys, Function, Fox, one of the OGs in the SaaS space, time tracking, they built it to serve their own agency needs, only raised 500,000. This was back in 2001, quickly grew to 100 customers, now serving thousands of customers and over 100,000 users. They pay on average, call it 200 to maybe 500 bucks per month, depending on the size. But again, done this all profitably. Get this, they've paid out over $10 million in dividends over 21 years. I wish more SaaS companies paid out dividends. What What a crazy concept. Karina, we're rooting for you. Thanks for taking us to the top. Sounds great. Thanks so much for having me.